Christopher Target, the convert genius. Good to see you, mate. How are you? Genius, bloody hell. That's a bit of an introduction, isn't it, that there? Like, I, I can't help but feel like within the first 10 seconds of this podcast, we've significantly lowered the bar on what a genius means, but we'll just run with it now because it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, actually, using Canva, we're going to talk about Canva today, but um, I had a notification pop up on Canva and it was like, you have created something like 982 designs and you've spent it was in hours but it was like 190 days in the last year worth of so what i did it had it in hours and i divided it up and it was like based on nine hour days it was 190 days on canva designing so um the only reason i know how to use canva is because i use it all of the time for, for doing social posts i wouldn't say i'm a genius it's just using it all the time with 190 days of straight work under your belt, you'll probably know more than the average listener. So I guess it's uh, <laughs> you're, you're a worthy guest to come on and talk about the subject. Um, but Chris, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited really to kind of chat about Canva in particular, because I know that as somebody who's not very proficient with editing software and Photoshop and all the other bits and pieces that are out there, I'm a salesperson, a people person, not really a creative person. But even with my limited knowledge, I found Canva to be much more user-friendly than maybe other equipment and software that's been out there to use in the past. But still, it's a bit of a dark art and it's something that's difficult to get right. So I'm a big believer in anything that you don't enjoy or anything that you're not particularly strong at, there's always value in outsourcing and bringing someone in who can kind of scratch the itch for you so you can focus on other areas of your business where maybe your time's better spent. But a lot of people are very mindful now of their online portrayal, the way their brand's being received, the branding and all the rest of it that goes into it. And Canva for the everyday user is a great tool to start laying those foundations and building some kind of brand around what it is that they're doing. So I'm really looking forward to kind of unpacking some insights from your side, really, in terms of things that people can take away to help them up their Canva game. So I guess, first off, just to kind of put the spotlight on you, mate, you do this for a living. You do this day in, day out for many successful brokers, mortgage brokers, and real estate brokers all over the country. Um, what makes good content on Canva? Like, what, where do we start? Like, what should people be kind of factoring into the plan if it is that they're looking to take their content strategy a bit more seriously using a tool like Canva? Okay, so if I take a little bit of a step back, because I'll talk about just give everybody an overview of Canva. It is a simple Photoshop, simple as that. So it's very easy to use. It's drag and drop. If you use it a lot, you can really find out the the nitty gritty details of it. But it's very, very simple to create social media posts. You can also create flyers. Let's not forget that Canva can be used for flyers, magazine adverts, printing T-shirts, all of that jazz. So Canva, they offer a free version and then they do a pro version, which I think is about 12 quid a month. The pro version is definitely worth it because you get access to so many more photos, fonts, images, that type of thing. Canva is really good to create your branded content. So when you say how important is it, I always liken it to the Sainsbury's carrier bag. So you want to make sure, well, the Sainsbury's carrier bag analogy is if you see somebody walking down the street with an orange carrier bag, you automatically know that it's Sainsbury's. You don't have to look at that logo. That's how strong your brand needs to be in your local area, especially for the estate agency world. You've got to make sure that whenever anybody sees a post, they automatically know it's you. So make sure that you're really strong with, with color, and that's what Canva can do. And that's what we do for all of our clients. We make sure that their content is topical. 
which everybody can find topics on the likes of Google, all of those different places, but to make sure that they have branded professional content going out. And it makes a huge difference for you to stand out in your, in your local area. Understood. So people are listening to this as a podcast. They might be walking around with a phone in the hand, pinging between other apps. It's kind of freeze frame on that point. Can you think of maybe a, an agent or two or a, a broker or two yep. that people should jump on the Facebook or the Instagram pages up right now to get a bit of a feel for what a good visual brand looks like? Yeah, so um, you can look at Samantha Cerrone, bespoke estate agents. Um, we look after, so Sam used to be my old boss. Six years ago, she hired me. So I started up a marketing company and I um, look after her branded social media content. I don't look after it all. Sam will do the videos, the the photos of the properties coming on, and you need that mix of branded content and um, personal content. So Samantha Cerrone, um, look after Ashley Wald as well within EXP. Um, he's very vocal about us working together as well, and you can have a look at, at his kind of stuff. Uh, mortgage companies, we look after Redditch Mortgage Advice, Kate McTernan. Um, um, in, in total, we look after 61 companies in the UK with their social media content. So we help them create topical content that goes out to their social channels. We do it all on Canva. So the stuff that you see, we create on Canva. There's so much you can do on Canva. And in this episode, I'm going to give you a few top tips of how to create the best content you can in Canva in the shortest amount of time possible. Brilliant, mate. Well, let's start there then. You mentioned you've got a free version and a paid version. Mm -hmm. If somebody's feeling like they're walking into a dark room and they literally don't know where to start with this, is the free version adequate to get your head around how to use it, to build up some proficiency? Or do you mm -hmm. recommend people go immediately into paid? Like what features and benefits are there available to people? And what are some of those top tips that you'd advise people kind of look into to get this right the first time around? Okay, so Canva... If I remember rightly, they used to do a free month up front, which is amazing. Even for 12 quid a month, I think it's a steal. But you can use the free version. It's more than adequate to create social media posts. When you go on canva.com, you're going to create an account. And then at the top, if you're using it on a laptop, I'd recommend using it on a laptop rather than a phone app because it's quite fiddly. If you've got fat thumbs like me, it's hard to get the text straight. <laughs> so jump on your laptop, go to canva.com. When you've signed up, there'll be a bar at the top, like a Google search bar. You could search in there any size social media post that you can think of, okay? I would recommend searching Instagram posts. That's my first tip. Because what it will do, choose the one that says 1080 by 1080 PX, because that's a square post. If you do a Facebook post, a Facebook post is a bit uh, more, more of a rectangle. Now, if you upload a Facebook post, to Instagram, on your grid, it will crop left and right of your image. So yeah. always do a square post because you can put that square post on Facebook, on Instagram, and even on LinkedIn, and it will all look the same. So that's yeah. my first tip, okay? You're going to choose Instagram post, and it's going to pop up a window for you. And this is what you call the canvas, so you'll see a white square in the middle. On the left-hand side, the biggest cheat on Canva and everybody should do this, is at the top left, you'll see a design. It says design on the left, and then a little search bar next to it. And what they are are pre-made, pre-designed templates. And you can search whatever you want in there. So you could type in estate agent, and it will bring up loads of different posts that are already created with an estate agency vibe. If you click one of the designs, it will pop it into the canvas for you, 
And then you can go and change the colors, the fonts, the wording, the images, whatever you want to. Okay. That's my first top tip. Make sure you use templates. Second one is always make sure your posts have your color on there. Okay. So that's the first one. Get your color. So if you've had your logo done by somebody, they'll give you what they call hex codes. And all a hex code is a six-digit code with letters and numbers that will give you your color. So make sure you get those from your designer or you can find websites where you can find colors that you like, okay? Make sure you color your posts. Second one is put your logo on it because I have seen, no word of a lie, people crop out people's logos and put try and put their own over the top of it. So if you put your logo on it, you're going to risk, you're going to reduce the risk of somebody nicking the post. But then if you put your colors on it, it reduces that risk even more. But then you've got the people that copy everything. So you can't get away from that, unfortunately. And there are some culprits out there that copy everything. Just be, <laughs> come on, guys, have a bit of creativity about yourselves. Anyway, so make sure you've got your colors on there. Make sure you've got your logos on there. Okay. Then my next top tip is to use posts that don't have anything to do with the state agency. So the reason I say this is if you go into Canva and at the top left, if you press in that design bar, if you put in estate agents, there is going to be a limited amount of templates in there about estate agency posts. So what you will find <clears throat> and what I've seen in the past is, say there's two estate agents in the same town, they might both use exactly the same template you run the risk of Joe Blog seeing those two and thinking you two are the same company. Yeah. Also, you go on there and you, they Joe Blog might see the post and think, do they really know what they're talking about or have they just had an outsourced company to do it for them? Okay. Yeah. What you want to do in that design box at the top left, try and think of something really obscure. So I've done a few videos where I'll type in vet and I will use a template that a vet would use Everybody loves a photo of a dog. So if a dog comes up, it could be you could do a post saying, "Does do you need a house with a bigger garden for Buster the dog?" or something like that. Do you see what I mean? Try and tie yeah, it yeah. in. So by using those templates, you'll do two things: you'll get new ideas because if you see a vet and you see a dog, or you could type in a mechanic, kind of like how how long how long do you spend looking for a new car? You spend weeks and weeks but then you just decide on the first estate agent that comes around. I mean, that's how yeah. you can tie those in. So you can come up with ideas. Secondly, it will. there's a very low chance of you and the estate agent in the local area having the same social media posts. So it sets you apart. So that would be another really big tip for creating content. And then my final tip is make your text as big as possible. Okay. One of the big mistakes that I see people do is they try and put all of their information on the image, okay? If people have ever run Facebook ads before, Facebook, when you ran an ad, the image-to-text ratio that was allowed, you were only allowed 20% of text on your image. Reason being is Facebook wanted to promote and Instagram wanted to promote images rather than just text-heavy posts, that's no longer the rule, but you've got to think if if Facebook and Instagram were doing that for their adverts before, they're not really going to favor images with loads of text on. 
What's it? I don't know. I guess this is just more of a subjective observation from my side, but I just kind of feel like you want that image to be as impactful, as clear, as clean as possible, so it doesn't take a whole lot of studying. And if you mm -hmm. want to read on, then generally the caption can be quite a nice place to give a bit more fluff if it's necessary. I don't know. I yeah. just kind of feel like it steers away from it. If, it's, if it just looks like a mini encyclopedia on the graphic, I think maybe oh. you're not going to retain people's attention as sharply as you otherwise might have. We've been doing this for hundreds of years. If you think of a newspaper, it doesn't have the full article on the front page. It will yeah. have a grabby image, a headline, which is essentially the text on your image on social. And then if that person wants to read on, they can do. Think yeah. of it as a newspaper, the front page of a newspaper. You want to deliver the hard-hitting message that gets people to read the actual social media post. So try and stay away from putting loads of text on your image because – there's no algorithm, there's no confirmation of this, but what do Facebook and Instagram want to do? Do they want to push, push text-heavy images or would they rather push images that people relate to? They're always yeah. going to push images over text. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, just a, a quick one. This is something that I've kind of tussled with in the past when I've been trying to use Canva. It's a good point that you make about the hex codes because I've done it myself in the past when I've been like, okay, the color's going to be blue or red or pink or green for this project. And then you're flicking between different slides, different transitions. You're coming back to the app on different days. And you can just go into default and press green. And sometimes it's a shade or two out. And it just loses mm -hmm. that impact because there's a lack of continuity. So once you've chose your hex code, I guess you know that you've got the exact pigment of green running through all of your social graphics. Is there a way to store and save that on Canva so it auto-populates those graphics with your colors? So if you get an off-the-shelf graphic for a vet, let's just say, to use your example, and the primary color on that graphic is black and your your theme is pink, and it automatically shift tilt and change that to your brand colors with relative ease? Or is that something that takes a bit more expertise or a paid profile to get that continuity in color schemes across all content? No, so there's two ways that you can do it in Canva. If you're just doing your designs, there's what they call a brand pack. And what you can do in the settings is you can set your colors, you can right. set your fonts, and what will happen is when you create a design, it will have your colors pre-populated in the top left-hand corner. So that's the first way that you can do it. The second way that you can do it is on Canva, you'll see the first white canvas, the square. At the top right of that, there'll be a little square with a plus sign to it. Press that and it will create you another canvas beneath that's blank. And then what you want to do is press C for circle. And what that'll do is create you a colored circle, change the color of that circle to your color. And then that will be automatically saved in Canva. Right. When you create a design next time, if you go to the top left where you'll see a little color square where you can change the color of the design, press that and your color will automatically be saved in your color palette. And I know yeah. that's very hard for people listening because it's very hard to visualize it. But if you just rewind and listen to what I've just said, that's a step-by-step -step of how to create what I call a brand sheet in Canva. And so it saves you so much time. That That's the thing, mate. It's just working a bit smarter in it. So you just mm -hmm. set that on day one and then effectively it just kind of takes care of itself for every kind of post that you do from, from that point forward, really. Correct. And then once you've created that post, Great thing with Canva, you can download it as an image or you could download it as a video. So if you go to the top right, you'll see there's a share button. Press that. 
then beneath the bottom one, I think it's two up from the bottom, press download. And then you can download it as a PNG, which is an image, or an MP4 video. Download them in either format of those. If you wanted to animate your posts, what you can do at the top left of your screen on, excuse me, on Canva, press animate. And there's loads of different things where the text pops or the text comes on as a typewriter or it all falls in on a Scrabble board. Scrabble board? Scrapbook? Scrabble board's a game. Um, there's one called Scrapbook. But there's, I'm just, I'm saying to people how useful it is. And there's loads of videos on YouTube of how to do all this stuff. I'm not the first one to use Canva, but. I teach, I can teach people how to use it in the most effective way. Understood. And just out of interest, I'm purely asking this as someone who produces content. I don't really download those little bite-sized videos from Canva. If I use Canva, I'll normally use it for a graphic. Do mm -hmm. you see any um, improvement in interaction or how they're received between video and photo? Have you got a preference to which one you'd lean towards? Is one getting more popular than the other? Or is it just a case of mix and match those two? Uh, just mediums. mix them up mix them up between videos and text because what you the thing is with videos is people have got to sit there and watch it so that's why they make them short and sharp okay but not everybody wants to watch videos they prefer to see an image and if you've got a real headline so it could be what a house price is going to be doing in 2023 but if that text sorry if that is made into a video and that text takes even half a second to come on the screen somebody could scroll past it with an image people might scroll past it and it hits them straight away that's why i prefer images to video and the other thing is a lot what people are doing now which really annoys me is withholding information in videos everyone's seen the tiktoks of the videos this is what i think is going to happen to property prices in 2023 Make sure you carry on watching until the end to get my ideas on what's going to happen in the property market in 2023. <laughs> We're nearly there. It's like 30 yeah. seconds later. You're like, just tell me, mate. I just want yeah. to know. And that's <laughs> maybe with video, some people have that perception that they're like, I'd rather consume an image because it gives me the headline the and then I can read the, the text in the actual post then. So that's why I'm saying, I know that's a really convoluted way of saying it, have a mix, but I would lean towards images more so. Wonderful. And uh, we said we were going to keep this bite size, and bite size was around 15 minutes or less, and we're fast approaching the 20-minute mark. So the one thing that i kind of be intrigued to ask is, do you see any common mistakes? Are there any pitfalls that people fall into or things that people should avoid doing if it is that they're looking at using a tool like Canva to build their brand? Anything obvious that strikes out in terms of a big red flag, don't do this, this doesn't work, this isn't optimal? So the big one is making sure that you keep the text on a post to a minimum if you can, okay? The second one is using the right fonts. So I see a lot of people that will use very thin fonts and it's one of the top tips I would give is when you're designing it, designing it on your laptop, don't think about it on a laptop size screen because you'll read that text and go, I can read that. But when somebody's on a train coming home, They've maybe got the maybe squinting at the screen already, and then they see a pose and the text is too small. They're just going to go straight past it. So always design your posts for the smallest screen size. And when I say that, make sure you use a bold font. So in the font section of Canva, you can literally type um, display, and that will give you all the kind of display fonts that are really big and bold. So always use bold text. Don't use thin text. 
don't use colored text on a colored background because it hurts your eyes and it doesn't yeah. look professional. So always try and use a white or a black on a color background and that will really make your text stand out. Okay. Yeah. And the final thing is check out at my Instagram because I do a free five minute video. So if you go onto my Instagram profile and click my link in my bio in there, you'll see a free five minute video of how to create a colored template that you can create for a customer review. And it will show you all of these things that I've spoken about today, making sure your text is big, making sure your brand colors are on there and making sure your logos on there as well. Absolutely wicked, mate. And um, final thought before we wrap up, and I know I said that we was going to keep it under 15 and we're now over 20. So I promise this is the last thing from me, unless there's anything else that you feel worthy of adding. But um, you mentioned earlier on that a lot of the time for the brokers that you're working with, you'll do um, the kind of core foundation content. They've got some content that's taken care of that can go straight to the socials, that's all nice and pretty and in-brand. But on top of that, you recommend that they do their own posts, their own market updates, their own videos, their own behind-the-scenes, their own testimonials, or whatever it might be. How many times should people be aiming to um, post per week, and how varied should that mix of content be in order to get any real tangible success from a content marketing strategy? Okay, so I would say three posts per week that are branded, okay, and two posts per week that are personal for the minimum. Okay, that's what I would say. And you do have time to do it when people say they don't. Like a personal post could be a selfie of you sat at the desk. Got two valuations today. I'm progressing a case with a solicitor and I'm going live with a property. That's all it needs to be. Your branded ones, the great thing about your branded ones, you can create those three on a Sunday, download them and schedule them to your social media channels. So that's that's the split that I would recommend. But none of this is the magic bullet to generate new leads or new business. They all needs to be in together consistently for at least six months. So if you think you're going to put like five posts out this week and get business, it's not going to happen. We need to be consistent with it and make sure that you're putting out topical, relevant and branded content that resonates with your audience. 100 percent. there's a real compounded effect that you get from this mm-hmm. whereas yeah. it feels like a thankless job no one's watching no one's listening why am i wasting my time then all of a sudden those that that hard work and that consistency really compounds and kind of pays its way it's just having the patience and the focus and the consistency i yeah. think to push through that pain perfect but- i'm just going to tell a little story here about how social media can turn into real life into lead so samantha Sarone that i work with we did her a pretty cool post um And what it was, it was a hoodie and it had Sam's branding on it that you can do in Canva, okay? So it had Sam's branding on it. We uploaded it, doing a post saying, um, with a perfect fit. So it was a bit of a play on words with clothing. She had loads of comments on there going, oh my God, I need one of your hoodies, okay? These hoodies did not exist, but they were her mint green colour. Yeah, purely something that had come out of my mind and we created. It was her colours just with her logo on. People said, we would love one of those. What Sam then did was like, right, let's go and get some made. Went and got them made. All the girls had them on. So when they're walking around the town, people see her color, see her brand. Remember that Sainsbury's carrier bag analogy. And then at Christmas, she gives some of her clients the hoodies as Christmas presents. Then what happens, one of her clients does a video testimonial review wearing her hoodie. Wow. So out of doing one post, she's got people engaging with a post. She's got people, a staff wearing new hoodies that had never been created before. And then customers wearing them when they go shopping. 
that is the power of doing social media consistently. And of course, that's just going to bring leads over a longer amount of time. Right, that's absolutely incredible. And uh, she's a good example. I know that you did sort of recommend that people check out that page, but a good example of what you've been able to create in terms of molding a brand from literally zero, because you started mm-hmm. without any idea of what that brand was going to look like. So I think what's come out of your head and onto Sam's page is amazing. But then full credit to Sam for being consistent with that. And she's really benefiting from the power of social media, Facebook, I know in particular, but across all the social channels, she's incredibly uh, consistent and it's starting to really kind of wait to show through now in terms of the business. So great example there to be using um but mate that was absolutely magic mate i really appreciate you taking the time to break down canva i'm a bit of a a a no hope when it comes to this type of stuff and i've definitely took some tangible insights and food for thought that i think i can use to up my uh, graphic game as well so mate i really appreciate it and i'm going to link all of your contact details your social media uh, pages down in the show notes and for anyone listening chris although he makes a living by doing canva for people a lot of chris's content is um there to educate people i'd say it's probably the best way to do it tons of hints and tips and videos and reels and cans and do's and don'ts around building a brand so it's definitely worth a follow um in order to kind of upskill yourself i guess regardless of whether or not you have a plan to use uh, chris's services so mate as ever thanks for the value and uh, i really appreciate your time thanks guys and i will be doing like a, a canva training school soon so make sure you follow me on social because i'll have loads of details about that coming up Mate, amazing. Can't wait to see more. Cheers, pal.